Miracy. Hi, I'm Bill Prater, and you're listening to Making It. I run a company that focuses on helping uh, business owners convert their ordinary company into something extraordinary using scalology and business mastery. I grew up in a very modest family. My dad was an operator of heavy equipment and was a member of a union. So I grew up in a modest union household. My first venture in entrepreneurship was raising a cow. I was, oh, 11 or 12 years old. My dad said he would take me to the cattle auctions and I would be able to watch how people would sell these small animals and make considerable amount of money. And I mentioned it to my dad. He said, well, why don't you try that? So he ended up giving me a small calf that we had one of our cows deliver one day. So I had this calf and uh, I proceeded to take care of it, to give it food, to bring in the vet when we needed to get the little bull converted to a steer. And about uh, two years later, off we go to the auction house and we get a pile of money. So we go home, we sit at the kitchen table and my dad proceeded to uh, produce invoice or if you will, bill after bill and take money from my little stack. So things like the cost of our cow being inseminated by the veterinarian, there was a bill. And here's the food that my dad had fronted for me. And that was subtracted. And all this money, I saw it going away. And at the end, I did make a profit. But I realized at the beginning that there was a cost to doing business. And that didn't dampen my spirits at all, but that was my first lesson. Going to college is supposed to be a full-time deal, but I didn't look at it that way. I look at it as something I was doing while I was working. Well, that didn't work very well, so I ended up flunking out of college, and that was not too fun. So I went to see the dean of men after about, oh, six months, and I say to him, I'd like to come back in college, and he said, why in the world, Mr. Prater, would I let you back into college when I've got all these eager freshmen who really want to be here, and you, on the other hand, are a flunk out? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I'll make a deal with you. And here's this making it moment. And what he said was, I'm going to put you back in a night school. And if you are able to get straight A's in night school, then I will let you into day school. And I said, well, okay, but how in the world am I going to get an A in these classes? And he said, Mr. Prater, I want you to listen to me. If you want to get an A, ask the professor. And I said, huh, really? He said, yeah. He said, think about it this way. If you're a professor and somebody comes up to you and says, how do I get an A? You're going to think they're what? You're going to think they're an A student trying to get an A. They're not going to think they're a D student. <laughs> and I said, so that's try it out. So I do. So I uh, go to my very first class, go up to the professor after class. And I said to her, Mrs. Uh, Johnson, I'd like to talk to you, if I may, about how to get an A in your course. She said, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Do you have any time now? I said, sure. So I sit down with her and she walks through and explained to me how she taught her class, what was important and so forth. So 
I did what she told me. So the bottom line was I sailed through the rest of my college career, got straight A's for the next two years, graduated in the top 10% of my class after flunking out because the making it moment was when I learned the way to get what you want is to ask somebody for help. And so I've always had that practice of asking somebody, if you will, how do I get an A in your course? So that was my biggest making it moment. So I was invited to be a manager of, well, first the transition was systems engineering, sales, sales training, and sales management at at IBM. Ultimately though, I found out after eight years that I really didn't like the corporate environment. A lot of reasons why I didn't like it. But then uh, after that eight years, I went into an entrepreneurial kind of an environment, and I've been in that space ever since. I always felt more comfortable. Not, I didn't have the idea of working for myself per se, but I liked the idea of being able to determine my own destiny. I didn't like the idea when somebody else, you know, looked on a chart to figure out what I should make, or I had to go through certain criteria and so forth and so on. I liked the idea of being able to determine my own destiny. And working for myself, and often I would have a partner or two, was the right path. And so it was really the need for determining my destiny. I didn't have in my mind at the time freedom and that sort of thing. It was just being able to carve out my own path with my own imagination. When you're all alone, or even if when you get a partner or two, you, you don't have somebody to go to. There's no professor, if you will, that you can go talk to. So I invented a routine for myself 25 years ago that I still do today. It's a daily routine. It's a daily habit. I call it my morning routine. I do it every single day. And it's basically asking myself how to get an A every day. And so early on, I learned that. By t- I took it to an extreme and it's an extreme that I, I still use today because every population has an 80-20 rule associated with it. You know, 80-20 rule, a guy named Joseph Duran uh, coined that phrase back in the 1930s. And he based it on work done by an Italian philosopher named Vilfredo Pareto. So 80-20. But what I do is I take it to the third power. So if, if you realize that 20% of the input produces 80% of the results, then 4% should produce 80% of the 80%. But then I go to the next extreme. So 1% of my efforts every single day produces 80% of 64, that's 50%. So every day I I find out the one thing I can do every single day to get half my result. And I've been doing that for 25 years and it's my methodology. And it's the same methodology that I teach all my clients all my you know, clients are typically five, 10, 50, $100 million companies. And I teach them, hey, let's figure, out the, let's figure out the 1% and focus our time on that. Now, we end up with probably working on the 5%, not just one, but that's the magic that I use every day. That's my professor. I call it Pareto to the third power. What does making it mean to me with respect to my business? I always love trying to figure out how I could help each individual become super successful. I'm driven by the successes of my clients. 
that's the catalyst. Now, along the way, you know, I've been able to financially do very, very well. And, you know, a lot of the things I've done in the past and still do today involve investments. Uh, a lot of the times, one of my consulting clients, I'll have, I'll earn pieces of equity and, and I'll, I'll earn success bonuses and a variety of things like that. But I'm driven by the success of my clients, always have been. Main message for people listening to the podcast is dream up a vision for the way you'd like things to be. And it should be your own personal vision of what the future should be like and not somebody else's. That's number one. Number two, I'd say refrain from budding around with, making friends with people that are in a space that you want to leave, for example, or a space that you don't like, for example. And instead, make it a huge effort to get yourselves into circles populated by people that you want to be like someday. So one, have your vision. Two, get yourself into the midst of people that already have what you're hoping to achieve. I'm Bill Prater, and you've been listening to Making It. Now, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn. Find me as Bill Prater. Or if you'd like to get some insight into what we've been talking about, simply go to getbillsgift.com. Thanks for listening. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.